Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. That's right. And I'm joined with the one and only J.D. Rogers. What's up? And Mrs. Laura Eldridge. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good. I feel like it's been a minute since we've been in the studio. It has been a minute, man. Good to but... see you guys. Me and Lori just got out of a dance practice. Yeah, it was honestly Just your really... casual Watermark staff over lunch dance practice. JD had his shirt tucked all the way around. Uh-huh. We're oh, sweating. My because we're doing an event, a conference, and mm-hmm. staff is all doing a... Flash mob. Flash mob. A surprise. If you're <laughs> listening to this, keep the secret. I think yeah. it'll be after they get it. I think this will be after. Anyways, Probably. all right. Point is. What are we talking about? <laughs> we are talking about um, do dogs, do pets go to mm. heaven? Oh. I already know the answer for cats. Yeah. Okay. The answer's no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a theory. Every person who says they hate cats is actually never had a cat. Uh, I've had a cat. His name was King Arthur. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's your first problem. Wow. You probably deserved it, JD. Uh, no, cats are definitely not in heaven. You guys. All right. That's it from us. See you next week on another a- episode of Meow, 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 Meow. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Wait. Our animals. Yeah. Are animals in heaven? I, I know that there's like some creatures flying next to God on his throne with mm. some wings and stuff. The cherubim. But, yeah. And the seraphim. Um, whatever that is. And then, um, but our animals, like, I I have a I have had many labs and I've had a Rottweiler and I've had different animals and some horses and yep, some cows. You know, they pass away. Mm. And I wanna know when I get up to heaven, will my dog Nala, you know, Simba. You had that. a dog named Nala? Yeah. A black lab. Oh wow. Yeah. Will she run up to me um and know who I am? Or will she be in heaven frolicking around, playing frisbee with angels? Thanks for that picture. Is she right now? Um, man, there's a lot of questions baked into that. First, let's just start with the fact that Nala for a black lab doesn't feel like the most appropriate. No, it really doesn't. Like a Bagheera, you know, the black pan- the panther from yeah. uh, Jungle Book. Maybe that would be better. All right, I was a Nala. child, David. I know. I'm just saying, Nala was a was, she was but very she's blonde. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what if someone walked up to your kid right now and was like, "Hmm, Monroe doesn't yeah. look like a really appropriate name." Uh, if they well, were right, but Momo's the perfect name <laughs> for David. If they daughter. were right, then I would say, you know what, you're probably right. Oh, <laughs> whatever. You'd be like, that is my daughter. That is her name. Her God given. Okay. Um, Oh, jokes aside, yeah. this is an interesting question. Will there be animals in heaven? And then the, the sub-question underneath that is, will the pets or the animals from this world or our pets... Like our they, hamster. Yeah, your hamster. Will they be in heaven? Hamster, man, that feels like... Um, so, uh, if you're going to include one, you got to include them that's all. That's right. That's true. That's absolutely right. Okay, so here's how I would frame this. The, the two questions need to be separated, I think. I think the first question is, will there be animals in heaven? Scripture is abundantly clear. Yes. Why do I say that? Because in Isaiah chapter 65, God says, See, I create a new heavens and a new earth. Let me just read out the entire verse. You guys ready for this? Who's ready? Ready for it. I'm ready. Verse 17, Isaiah 65. See, I will create, God speaking, a new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. So then he goes through, I'm going to create this new world where things are going to be different. And he labors out how no longer will a child die in its infancy. No longer will work be done in vain. No longer will you bear children that don't live. And they 
the Lord and those who were with him will be blessed by the Lord. There, the wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion will eat straw like the ox. So he begins to list out animals. The dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm or destroy anyone on my holy mountain, says the Lord. So Isaiah 65, then you look at Isaiah 60 or Isaiah 11. Both of these passages are about the new heavens and the new earth. You guys follow me? So someday when God recreates the world and the world that we're in it will be redeemed and everything that is touched by sin that is a part of this world will no longer be the case and the world will be perfect and created. It will be back to Garden of Eden style. Isaiah 11 talks about when Jesus returns and it says this, at that time, the wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together. The little child will lead them. So there'll be no fear of a child leading a lion. The cow will feed with the bear. The young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near a cobra's den and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest and it will not be harmed. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So I think it's, it's very abundantly clear in heaven there will be animals. So that's the first part of the question. Wait, is this in heaven or, or is this new, in right. on an on heaven comes down to earth and makes a new earth? Yes, that. So he's relating to how people kind of say the afterlife or like what's next is heaven. Yeah, even so, though it's really the new earth. So what if? Um, so what about animals that die today? Well, I think the question then becomes: So if there will be animals in the new heavens and the new earth, furthermore, Jesus in Roman or Revelation chapter nineteen. Do you guys familiar with that? Jesus comes back. And it says that he is riding on, you guys remember? A horse. A white horse. And it also says that there are people coming with him, armies of the Lord that are riding on white horses. So there's a lot of white horses that are coming from heavens right now, the paradise, because we're getting into kind of like the someday recreated heavens and earth and where you go right now if you die. So yeah. not to overcomplicate. Yeah. But Which we seems, just talked about. Yeah. It seems to indicate that, hey, there's white horses that are going to be riding on. And then that I think it is a bigger stretch to say when God says, see, I make the new heavens and the new earth and the lion lay down with the lamb and the lion eats straw like an ox. It's a bigger stretch to be like, no, I think he's being figurative right there. Why would you be figurative? Why would you include those incredible details about like a a child can put his hand in a viper's nest and he's going to be fine. That a leopard will play with a sheep and it'll be fine. That something's going to be different. And he's describing this new earth and new creation that we're going to be a part of where sin's no longer present. Wow, I'm a little shook. I've I've always, I've read that and been like, wow, that's so moving. But I've never even thought like, wait a second, this is God talking about the literal new earth. Yep. And this is what's going to happen. Yep. Okay. Now you got. What do you got? I just, I still am an. Um, so we're talking about pets. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, I'm going to get there. Okay, okay. And I just want to, again, I know Jamie, is there something that's uh, really <laughs> just burdening you? Are you thinking about Nala right now? You, you <laughs> no, just need David I'm to like, answer your question. Are you telling me there's hope? <laughs> no. What I'm saying is, is, um, so part of me, I know you're like, don't get complicated the heaven and the new earth. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I'm kind of stuck there. Yeah. I think that... I think I'm going to resolve it. Okay, okay. I'll trust you. Let's keep going. Okay, and if I don't, then come back to it. Okay. So the point being, I think the scripture is emphatically clear as it is in anything. As clear as it is, there's going to be a new heavens and new earth. It seems to be as clear in that sense that there's going to be animals that are going to be there that will operate differently than the uh, sin-tarnished animals that have been impacted by sin in this life. Yes. Do you agree on that? 
Then the second question becomes, what about, are they, are they new creation? Are they animals that, was it a lion that used to live in Africa, but that now it's going to be the new heavens and new earth, you know? Right. Is it the lucky ones that just happen to be created when the new earth yeah. was and here, coming? Here is where there's two phases I'm about to go into. Okay, wow. So that's part one. I think it's very abundantly clear. Then this part two is my opinion is the most accurate reading of scripture and the most logical conclusion based on what we're told in scripture. And then there is part three, which is a hot take that I, I further think is the most rational conclusion based on scripture. But both these two parts, I wouldn't die on that hill. They are not crucial to being a Christian. People listening may disagree and they, they may be wrong. I think when I read the scripture, just looking at the text and what God says, they're the most logical explanations of what is that gonna happen. So flip over to Romans chapter eight. Now we know animals will for sure be there. In Romans chapter eight, the, Paul, the apostle Paul, is giving us an explanation of, he's basically saying, hey, keep going, life is hard. And he's talking to Christians and he's saying, hey, yet we suffer right now. Our suffering in Romans chapter eight, verse 18, is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed to us someday or later, that's verse 18. And then he begins to explain how not only are we suffering, all of creation is suffering, we've been in suffering, and he says this, for all of creation, everything that has been created, Every creature that's been created, every person, the world in which we live, is eagerly waiting for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. So he says, all of creation, we're longing for that day. We want Jesus to come back. We don't want to have sin and death be a part of this world. We want God to come and make it so that cancer and pandemics and heartache and heartbreak doesn't happen anymore. And he says, not only are we eagerly waiting, all of the created world is waiting for that to happen. The creation was subjected to the curse, but with hope. Creation, verse 21, looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in the glorious freedom from death and decay. Let me read that again. So creation is looking forward to the time when it will join everyone who's put their faith in Jesus and be set free from death and decay. That's Romans chapter 8, verse 21. We know that the entire creation has been groaning in the pains of childbirth, right up to this present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of the future glory, our bodies long to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he's promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. So Paul says, that we as believers in Christ who have the spirit of God, we long and have the first fruits and foretaste, is the word that he uses, of the world that's gonna come where death will be no more and there's something inside of us that longs for that day to come. And he says, don't um, think that it's just us, all of creation, what's creation? That would be everything that's been created, waits for the day. Like, let me read that verse again. They wait, this is Paul speaking, the created order, things that have been made, look forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay, that there's part of creation that remembers it was not supposed to be this way, that remembers they weren't supposed to die, that remembers it wasn't supposed to live in a world where sin had broken and impacted it. So all of the created things are longing for the day when they're set free. I think when you read that passage and you think about the fact that, hey, if creation, like what what creation is he talking about? If you're thinking about something that breathes, that moves, that has at least the ability to act, to make some sort of decisions, that has some consciousness, because unlike plants that don't have any consciousness, 
there's a way in which our animals have at least the ability to know, oh, that's food. I recognize that person's my master. I recognize this person. I'm familiar with this smell. There's some consciousness that is there. They can feel pain. They can feel pain. They can walk through all that. Is suffering in the pains of childbirth and longing for the day when they will be set free from the bondage to death and decay. I think the most rational conclusion based on what scripture says, where he's like, hey, all of creation is waiting for the day when God finally makes everything brand new and there's going to be animals in heaven. Had God just said, you know what? There will be humans in heaven, but it's just going to be brand new humans. I'm just going to make new ones and start over and boom, 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 boom. I think is less, or is that would not be fulfilling what this passage says. Yeah. It's saying we are waiting for the day when we're set free from bondage to decay. Not only us, but all of creation is waiting eagerly for that day. And it's been groaning and experiencing suffering in this life. And they're waiting for the moment when they're set free from that suffering. How could animals that are not, that never experience the pain of suffering be longing for a day that is free of the pain of suffering? Does that make sense? Yeah. So he says the creation is waiting. It's suffering now and it's longing to be set free from that suffering. If God just makes new created things, like there's just new dogs and new puppies and new lions, it wouldn't be in fulfillment of a creation that is currently suffering. Wow. And is longing for the day when they're set free from that suffering. Yeah. You follow me? Totally. You take that combined with the fact that there are animals in heaven. I think the most logical conclusion, again, I wouldn't down this hill, is that those, and the most logical conclusion based on the reading of scripture and the character of God, just like any good heavenly father would be, that those animals that brought us such joy and that went through the suffering of this world will be the ones that are set free from the bondage of decay and death and experience life in the new world. Now, does that make sense? You follow me? Mm-hmm. Um, um, yep. Furthermore, here's where here's the two steps that I think I, I, uh, I wouldn't die on these hills, but I think it's true. If that is accurate, um, because the alternative would be, no, they just disappear, they're gone for forever, and he just makes new animals up there. And yeah, that may be it. I, I just think that if, uh, if you're going to create one, like any loving Heavenly Father, I know what I would do for my kids if I could. And I think the most rational, logical character, based on the character of God conclusion, is that they would be a part of that. And not just that, but it wouldn't be, they will no longer be impacted by sin. So my dog, Judah, just recently died, which is probably why I went into the study of all this scripture, just because we love that dog, man. We had it for eight years, and it was a big part of our life, and it's kind of like a family member that um, passed away, it's not, but it kind of can feel like that. And I was thinking about him, and if they, that's true, if they're gonna be set free from all the different impact of sin in this world, whatever the animals are like up there, whether they're the pets that we had, or the ones that they're new created things, then they will be set free from sin and the effects of it. Like my dog was a huge 135 pound, he was like a baby elephant, he was total beta dog, not the alpha dog at all, super sweet, enormous, but he was terrified if storms came. Like when storms came, he would run into the closet, he would hide, he was just like such a big baby. In the new heavens and the new earth, he will no longer be afraid of storms. Or dogs will no longer be fear or have fear in their life. Uh, animals, like you may have had an aggressive dog. We had an aggressive dog that was going up that, that uh, bit someone and my, uh, my parents said it went to go live on the farm, which I think is another way of saying like we had to put down. And uh, dogs will no longer, whatever they're like, animals will no longer be aggressive and bite someone or treat someone. So whatever effects of sin, sin, biting someone aggressively? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they have the capability to, s- I-, I would argue that it's not sin or not sin, but effect of the fall, which you're saying things happened when, because I don't think they have. Because lions once laid with lambs and then lion was like eating lambs. Yeah. As a result of Have you ever thought it's... about that moment? Yeah. Whenever they're like best friends and then Eve eats the fruit and all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it goes from like, like sheep snug. is my best buddy. He's, yeah. he's my pillow. I love sheep. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like eating. <laughs> he's like, what did I do? Yeah. Oh no, I ate fluffy. It's like, like when uh, people watch those shows on um, the Animal Kingdom shows, yeah. and it's literally like these vicious animals tearing apart. I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you watching Dude, it? The Animal Kingdom is a clear picture of sin. So when I say biting, I just mean whatever the effects of sin. Like if you had a dog that was was um, abused. Dogs, dogs can submit. Yeah. If you had a dog that was abused, obedient. my aunt has a dog that was was like, she thinks abused. So anytime somebody's like behind it, it yeah. just goes like crazy. Any of those effects, if, if I'm all right, any animals that are in heaven will not have any of the effects of sin in the fall that are a part of their life. They won't, when a, when a storm comes, run in fear and in terror. They won't be impacted and affected by those things. Now, here's the further leap. Hmm. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are. Okay, then I'll say this first. I did have a Helen Keller cat. She was blind and deaf, and she was so cute. And my parents <laughs> took her to the vet and said that she she never came back. And I was so mad at them. Oh, my gosh. But she was really mean. Um, so... Pandy, we'll see you again one day. That is why you don't get cats. Cats. We're all just making animal confessions. <laughs> okay, while we're here, I had a hamster named Hammy, and oh I accidentally sucked gosh. it up in the vacuum. I have a cat and a dog oh, now, man. and y'all don't even know. You would like her, but continue, Dude, David. I had a hamster too. It ran off the balcony, no. died on the, died on the ground. I think everyone with yeah. a hamster literally has had a traumatic experience. Oh, yeah. I sucked <laughs> mine up in the vacuum tube. He was in the couch. Oh, I didn't know it. Yeah. Um, mine, mine got out, and he ran straight off the balcony, committed suicide, jumping off the <laughs> oh two story building. Um, it's like Stuart Little. Tragic, like yeah. It was like, oh no, no. And that, uh, that, that's probably the most thing you said today that proves that animals are like humans. Oh, dude. Yeah. I had a, I had a like, bird. I can't take this life. I had this bird named pet. Tweety. That's crazy. Her name was Tweety. It's really creative. We left the cage open the entire time. It was a yellow parakeet. She never, we like, she flew around the house. She would fly in her room. She'd fly on your shoulder. You could call for her, and she'd come there. You could say, it, it, it was crazy, dude. This If there's an animal, there's a parakeet in heaven. Tweety is in heaven. <laughs> she, you'd be like, hey, give me a kiss. You would be brushing her teeth, and she would jump on your finger to take a bath underneath the, the water in the sink. She was Aww. brilliant. Wow. I know. She was brilliant. And she would, like, torture our dogs by, like, getting up on, on uh, bookshelves and pushing books over Stop. onto the dog with her head. <laughs> and then one day the dog got her. And, uh... <gasps> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, I know. Took a left turn. We, we got a new, we had these older dogs that ended up going wherever, either to be with the Lord. Um, anyways, all that's a distraction to say this. Mm-hmm. I think it's clear animals are in heaven. That's abundantly clear. Paul says that the creation waits, the created things right now wait to be set free from their bondage to sin and decay. I, I don't know how you conclude anything. He's not saying they await to die as though that's going to happen. No, it says they're waiting for God to restore and redeem the world as it is. That's what he says. So I, I, when I read that, I'm like, man, I think the most logical conclusion, I wouldn't die on this though, is that the pets that you have will be one day, not just as they are, but glorified animals, which means I think when you look at the scripture, there's a good chance, you ready for this? People need to sit down. I think they'll be able to talk. Here's why. Oh, Lord. Yeah, here's why. Again, remember, hey, this wouldn't down this hill, but in case you're interested, and, and this is not out of the realm of craziness or any anything there. In Genesis chapter three, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve are having a conversation. And I what happens? you're going here. What happens? The snake talks. They, they go up to a snake, and they and a snake says, hey, you should eat that fruit. And you know what they don't do? Adam does, or Eve doesn't sit there and go, what the? Adam, 
Come see the snake that talks. We're going to make a killing starting a zoo. This is incredible. There's a talking animal. She responds and goes, you think I should? I should eat this fruit? Wow. She wasn't took back by it. She didn't think it was weird. She didn't think anything of it. She engages in a dialogue and God curses the snake. As a result, that he didn't curse like, oh, well, Satan embodied the snake and you know the snake was able to talk because of that. He just goes, no, this animal is now cursed because of that. In other words, they weren't taken aback or caught off guard at all. There was a talking animal that took place there. And then the fall happened and silence came into the world. And furthermore, in Numbers chapter 22, there's a donkey that is ridden on by a guy named Balaam. You're familiar with this yep. story? It's Balaam's yep. donkey. Yep, and sees the, the donkey the talks. Yeah. Sees the angel of the Lord. And it says that the Lord loosened his tongue as in his tongue had been tied, unable to speak. And God, because the donkey, basically Balaam is riding it. Uh, Balaam's riding along the road and God doesn't want Balaam to keep going to that city. So he puts an angel right there in front of him and Balaam can't see it. Balaam's the guy on the donkey. He can't see it. And he's like, donkey, donkey, keep going. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. He's like, Shrek, trust me, you don't want to go on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah. talking about a donkey on Shrek. <laughs> and he keeps, and, and he starts uh, like hitting him with he, the rod. That's right. Balaam starts hitting the donkey going, move, move. I'm telling you, keep going forward. And the donkey is like, no, don't do it. And the donkey responds in Numbers chapter 22. He's like, man, if you hit me one more time with that rod, I swear <laughs> I'm about to jump on this thing. That is and a, in the moment, we like, have a lot. He's like, I'm trying to protect you, man. <laughs> that is exactly right. Then it says this. He's got his sword out here. Then the Lord opened or loosened the donkey's tongue and it said, to Balaam, what have I done to you to make you beat me all these times? <laughs> oh my God. I picture it just like on Some of y'all animals might be saying that to you. <laughs> and the donkey saw the angel of the Lord and it laid down under Balaam and he was angry and he beat it. So the donkey, donkey sees the angel and he's like, I'm not going forward. And he lays down and Balaam can't see the angel. So he's like, what the heck are you doing? Starts hitting the donkey. And the donkey, because the God loosened his tongue, says, what have I done to you to make me hit you these three times? So I, that's a further step there. But if they're there, so that also then brings up, do animals have like x-ray spiritual world vision? I know that since was one could, question. Since they could see the angel of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. like I wonder if they do now, like if they uh-huh. did. But, yeah, okay, and then the, another question is, because didn't, wasn't part of the curse that the snake was on his belly? So was the snake just like walking around before? Yeah, it walked on two feet. No, it walked on four. Walked on four? Oh, uh, four? Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, this is a sidetrack, but how do you imagine a snake's feet to look like i think it's like a lizard oh yeah okay yeah, yeah. like an alligator yeah i alligator, did not imagine that i Keep thought i too no Maybe i'm crazy um but all that to say animals will for sure be in heaven they're the first thing that god uh they're created before humans and they're called good and god says that you and i are to rule over them in perfect paradise and the relationship god has the first thing that adam's in, uh, instructed to do is i want you to attach name to each one of these things and establishes the relationships. I think. Have y'all heard that comedy show where with about the name of the animals? Mm-mm. Where he's like, you know, Adam's like, all right, I got this. And they all line up and he's like, hippopotamus at, up top. <laughs> and he's like, you know, elephant. And he's like going on. And by the end, he's like, he sees like, bzzz, and he's like, fly. <laughs> 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 he's, like, he's like so exhausted by the end. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Send it to us. That yeah, is funny. It's really funny. Uh, th- all that to say, I, what's abundantly clear, animals are there. Are your pets there? I think the most logical reading of Romans chapter 8 of the scripture would be that they are there. Like that aligns most with the character of God. Because here's another place where we, we don't have an answer, but there's um, based on the character of God and the hints that we get in scripture, we believe that it's true. 
Have you heard of the age of accountability? Yes, I was actually thinking about this as you were talking. Yeah, there is no age of accountability in Scripture. In other words, there's no age. We think of, hey, if a child dies this young, then they for sure go to heaven. The Bible's not that clear. It doesn't say that. And I think there's a reason for that. And that if it did give us a specific number, five, then you would have psychopath parents that end up saying, oh man, we should kill our child before five so that they don't go to hell. And uh, so I think it intentionally doesn't. But based on the character of God and 2 Samuel chapter uh, 6, which we don't have time to get into right now, but there's different hints in Scripture that seem to say, oh, yeah, that a child that passes would go be with the Lord. I think the most logical reading and is clear, if not more clear, based on Romans chapter 8, is things that have a consciousness in this life would be those, the creation that is set free from liberation bondage and that they would be glorified and be able to talk. So I don't know about y'all, man, but I'm going to be having a convo with my dog. But but regardless, who would be the biggest thing? Whatever awaits us in heaven, the greatest thing that is there will not be reuniting with Nala or with Judah, which is the name of my dog, or with your what was it Helen again? Keller cat. Her name was Pandy. 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 <laughs> but we'll be reuniting with Jesus. And whatever you imagine would be infinitely great and better, um, it's even better than that. The last predicament that I'm having to address in my head right now. Come on, man. Is Represent had, the other side. Listen, I've had multiple animals throughout my life. I've had a black lab like you. I named him Job. I've had, um, you know, everyone could go through their list mm-hmm. of animals. But then you always like when the, when that's your animal or even if you have two, it's like you're my favorite. You know what I mean? And then if all what if, if all of them are back, now you're going to have a whole zoo and you're just like, my affection is divided. What do you do with that? I think you're going to have infinite amount of time to enjoy whatever awaits us in new heavens and new earth. And I don't know that all of them will be, um, <laughs> be like o- waiting. operating in the same way here of like, oh yeah, can you give me some, something yeah. to eat? And, uh, <laughs> and that's my bed. And uh, so I don't think that'll be a problem. The world is going to be a lot louder. They can all talk. First off, wow, and then secondly, I was—I I just want to say to all my friends out there, uh, a PSA: If David's theory is correct, uh, you better watch out what you're doing in front of your animals because one day they can snitch on you. Oh, you know, like you might be is correct. You might be going and uh, stealing that last piece of cake. You know, thinking that you're good and your dog's watching. That's right. And then one day he's gonna be like, "Uh huh," and uh, wifey. He's the one that ate that last piece of yeah. cake. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, or exposing much more. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's absolutely true. Uh-huh. Better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, either way, whatever awaits us, again, is infinitely more glorious and wonderful than either anyone to ever think, ask, or imagine. The scripture even says that, that no eye has here heard, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for those who love him. It's beyond our ability to understand or see or imagine, but... Those are my thoughts, man. Here I stand. I can do no other. And I think we don't talk about, honestly, this is as silly as this episode is. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, in, I like this one. I feel yeah. like it's going to get shared, truly. I, yeah. People love their animals. They do. And it it honestly can be so hard when your animal dies. Like at, for a young adult listening to this, like you're not married yet. You're, you, you had your animal. And then when that animal dies, it can be so traumatic. Oh, yeah. Totally. So there, there's hope. There's hope. All right. That's all I got. That is it from us. We will see you next week in another episode of Views from the Porch. We 
want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.